0: Welcome to this message from Shuffle Christian Church. May you experience God's grace as you listen to His word being preached. I started with a series called the Identity Series. And um, I'm going to just quickly recap. Let me just turn this thing out. I'm just going to quickly recap uh, what I spoke about last week. I brought, we printed out slides and things from last week. Uh, which you're welcome to to just take as a take as a reference um, okay so there's the series the thirty first of March we'll do we'll do the last one okay so the first one was about who who I am and we spoke about who is it who is God who is Jesus and who is God um, in order to discover who you are you really need to discover who God is uh, who is it that created you it's like going to I used my broken phone as an example, saying that um, you can, I can use my phone as a doorstop or as a Frisbee, etc., um, but I'm most likely going to break it, which I did, not because I used it as a Frisbee, but because it fell. Um, and, and we need to go to the manufacturer or the one that created the product in order to discover who it is, what it is made for, and then what to do. It's um, so the same with same with us. We need to discover who God is, because He is the one that created us. And in order to discover what what am I here for, I need to discover who is He, who am I, and then what to do. Um, so often we get into the work stuff, and we say, "You need to do this, 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 and this, and this," but we never talk about okay. But let's let's talk about the relationship that you have with God, because everything that we do should flow actually from that place. So that's where we kind of started last week. is about knowing, knowing who God is. And last, the last slide of last week, I gave you like a whole bunch of scriptures as well. We, just to go and spend some time in reading. And if you guys are here new, you're welcome to grab one of these New Testament Bibles as you, as you leave. Because um, coming to church either on a Friday or on a Sunday or small group during the week, that is, that is good for us and the fellowship is great. But to really stimulate your relationship with God, you need to spend time with Him on a continual basis. And that's why we want to give you guys the Bible, to spend time in the Word of God, and to spend time with Jesus, and to get to know Jesus. So I gave you a lot lot of scriptures, basically just the the scriptures on the I Am statements of Jesus, or that we typically find in the Bible. So at the end of today, I'm also going to give you like a whole long list of scriptures, which you actually can go and read during the week up until, well, you've got two weeks this time, uh, before we get together next week. And, and that, I believe, is really going to be valuable to you in um, becoming who God has called you also to be. All right, so I'm going to give you handouts again, the slides afterwards, uh, for you to be able to take with and just spend time on that. Okay, so today is about who, who am I, who, who are you, who is it that God has created um, you to be. And, uh, okay, that's what we spoke about last, uh, kind of the headlines of last week. So who do you say I am? And I'm going to specifically stand still at that same scripture that we spoke about last week, about the conversation that Jesus had with his disciples, about Jesus coming to his disciples say, who who does the people typically out there say that I am? And he has this conversation with his disciples and Peter, um, kind of, or the disciples answer and say, so like some say, uh, the prof, a prophet or a teacher, a good teacher, or some say Elijah, and then and then Jesus kind of takes a conversation directly to them. He says, "Who do you say I am?" Um, and that's a question that we stood st- at a little bit last week. Is, is is the question of who is it that you say Jesus is? Not just in theory, but who is it that you've experienced Jesus to be? And and perhaps you don't have a relationship with God and that's the first place to stand still at or just evaluate your relationship with God because if it's just dead religion, then it's not going to get you anywhere. But if it is out of a place of living relationship with Jesus Christ, it changes everything. Um, so if, if you've not come to the re- realization that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and that He rose from the dead and actually not only realized and not only just believe that, but actually put your faith in what he did on the cross because the moment you put your faith in that it causes also us to change from the inside and it causes us to want to then be obedient to him um and there's popular popular doctrine these days in 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 church that goes on a mega grace teaching that jesus he loves us so much that he forgives everything that you do and you can just continue to do what you want to do and that's not how god's grace works um god's grace enables us also then to become who he's He's called us to be and then it actually changes the fruit of our lives Um, so if you kind of in that boat where you think that okay yes i believe in jesus but i can continue to live the way that i want to in everything then there's a mind shift that needs to happen and a heart shift Um, because then you have a misunderstanding of what the grace of god means and does Um, like for example noah Contrary to popular belief, wasn't saved by grace. No, other build the ark, the big boat with all the animals. Okay, um, it was God's grace that told him it's by His grace that He was told build the ark. But he still needed to be obedient, <laughs> and it was his obedience that saved him. Um, so it is yes, God's grace has a massive role to play, but. Our obedience that follows from there has also got a role to play yeah so that's kind of kind of a not really the point of today but I I just felt to to (laughs) to throw that in there Um, and then realizing and and choosing to put our faith in Jesus Christ has massive implications to all of our lives how you live what you do if you date who you date who you get married to if you have children how many children uh, what you study where you stay and the way that you do all of that. All right, so, and uh, we, we spoke about that. You can, if you missed last week, you can go to our website and you can download the sermon and you can listen to it. It's only like 20 or 25 minutes long, um, and you can just revisit that. Okay, this is the main scripture. Uh, I'm going to read it very quickly because um, I spoke about it long last week. It says, When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? So they said, some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. And he says, he said to them, but who do you say I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Okay, so I'm going to pick up directly the verse just after that to, to start the conversation of today's, today's message. Um, what Jesus' response was to Peter having answered him that... And it's interesting that here's, a, here's like a redefining moment for Peter. Um, and, and it's interesting to just go and study the life of Peter. He's a very out there kind of guy. Normally, when Jesus asks questions, normally Peter that kind of does the first thing. He's also the one that walked on the water with Jesus. Um, so he, he was kind of out there. <laughs> he was also the guy that cut off the other guard's ear when they wanted to arrest Jesus. So he was very passionate and, and sometimes. Um, you know, interesting guy. Um, but it's interesting just to study his life as well. But here, he's he's got this redefining moment where Jesus comes and he actually redefines who Peter is. And and it doesn't happen like this for all of us. It's not not from the moment that you receive Jesus, you say it doesn't mean that you're going to get a different name. It just means that you actually you are you get redefined in a in a sense. Here, Simon, Simon sh- has got a couple of meanings, um, and uh, our theological students can help us out to, to exactly what that means, but it, it has a resemblance of, of like a reed or, or something that, that, is, that, that, gets, that can get blown, a swaying like a reed, that kind of a thing. It's got a resemblance to that, and you typically see that in Peter's life as well. Um, he's, he, he was he's like, yes, Jesus, I will follow you. I will not forsake you. But when the rooster crowed, he already forsaked him three times. Um, and, and he was, was swaying a lot. But here Jesus comes and he come to, t- tells him, Peter, Peter means um, rock. I'm not going to go into all of the theology about it, but basically it means rock. And he says, on this, on this, I will build my church. And, and, and what he's referring to this is not, he's not going to build, the church on peter he's going to build the church based on the revelation that jesus christ is the son of god okay so but here he comes and he says okay but simon you've always been kind of swaying and you are easily like to and fro with a lot of stuff i tell you that you are a rock and he comes and he redefines everything about him the way that jesus looks at him And uh, that is a moment or moments often in our lives that we go and we need to kind of stand still with God and say, Lord, who do you say I am? Um, Because all of us struggle with certain things at times and some of us with other things. And and, uh, so I encourage you not to compare yourself, your struggles and, and what you're going through with others necessarily, but God comes into the picture and he comes and he redefines everything. I remember years ago, I was kind of in a, in a little bit of a dry patch, just struggling in my quiet time, my time with God, and I, I went and I, um, I was at, the, at the time I was studying for, for board exam, and I went and I had quiet time, yeah, but as I was going to have quiet time, I felt like the Holy Spirit was t- telling me, uh, don't pick up your Bible, take this magazine when you hear something like that some it's maybe good to just do a double take on that whether it's really god um but it was like a getaway magazine and i'm like okay this is kind of weird and i page, start paging through the getaway magazine and i'm like okay god what's what's going on and as i turned the page i, I landed on this page and there's this this picture of of a lion um, and and god kind kind of started speaking to me through the picture about how he actually sees me. And I was reminded of the lion, the movie Lion King. You all, all have watched it. If you haven't, you're missing something in your education. Uh, I think it was made before a lot of you were born, which is okay also. Um, <laughs> we, but like there's there's one or two scenes in there. It's not, I mean, it's not a completely biblical movie, but there was a couple of scenes in there where, where God just kind of highlighted to me in how he spoke to me. And I felt like at the time I was like god what yeah, I'll, I'll come back to that but one of th- one or two of the scenes in the movie is where Rafiki the baboon who hasn't seen the movie I just need to check how much context okay you all have seen it have you not seen it okay holiday homework Lion King <laughs> um, anyway there's this baboon which um, yeah anyway so I w- he comes to this, babo- or the baboon comes to him, and uh, he says that you've, you've forgotten who you are. He has this conversation with him, and he has this, this moment where he looks into the water, and he says that you, um, that, like, he lives inside of you, uh, referring to God just speaking to me through that, um, and realizing that God actually lives inside of me and uh, there's this moment where, where Simba the lion kind of talks to his father who's passed away in the, in the clouds, and his father kind of talks to him, um, and, he, and, he, and he has this conversation with him, and he says, you have forgotten who you really are. And at the time, like God just, uh, just spoke through that scene just to me and saying, you've forgotten who you are, and you've allowed people or just the world to define who you are, and you've not listened to my voice about who you are. Um, and yeah, you know, that that changed so much in my life. And there's like a couple of events after that 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 God just kind of orchestrated with pictures of lions, and, and it's like from random places, which which God just came and He really just spoke like into my identity. And, and I can use another example as well, but I don't have time. Of how God spoke to me also just about who He sees that I am and how He looks at me, etc. Yeah, so there's other other scenes in the movie that was also very precious to me. Um but yeah, so he has a couple of conversation or a conversation that, that Jesus then has with Peter at a later stage. This is now after Jesus is risen from the dead, this is after uh, Peter um, denied Jesus. And he has this conversation in John uh, t- chapter twenty one. He says, When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? very truly i tell you when you were younger you dressed yourself and went where you wanted but when you are old you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go jesus said this to indicate the kind of death which by which peter would glorify god then he said to him follow him now there's a lot going on in the conversation and there's a lot that i can share but i'm just gonna not not get into get, s- get stuck in too much of the details. On, on the whole conversation. The bottom line just of this conversation for, for today is that there are certain conversations that Jesus wants to have with you. Um, and, and here it's after Jesus had that initial conversation with Peter and saying, this is who I say that you are. Um, and then later on, he, Peter kind of denies him and in a sense turned away from him. But here Jesus, after his resurrection, comes after Peter and uh, he says to him, he has this conversation and it's interestingly enough that the peter denied jesus three times here jesus three times asks him do you love me um, and he kind of reinstates him here um and and he just acknowledges that um you know you you know all things you know my weaknesses um and you know where i still lack in my love towards you um, and jesus kind of looks past all of those things and he says hey, great Um, But from that place, it's interesting then, bottom line, he tells him, okay, follow me. Um, And that invitation remains. From that place of knowing who we are in Christ, he invites us then to follow him. He doesn't send us anywhere where he himself doesn't intend to be with you. Um, Whether it's in your studies or whether it's to another country to do missionary work, (laughs) whatever it is. He, his promise of His presence is, is with us. Okay, so what I want to encourage you in this next couple of weeks, or just for the rest of your life really, but every now and then have this conversation with Jesus. Say, Jesus, who is it that you say that I am? And you operate from that place. It's just so much easier to do certain things uh, knowing out of the place of who you are. Um, and uh, where things in life is going to happen people are going to die people are going to disappoint you you might get heartbroken um, you might fail a subject thing life happens whether it's the good stuff or it's the bad stuff those things can distract us from actually following jesus but it's so much easier to follow jesus out of the place of you know what i know who i am in god i am a son of god and here's a here's he has a, uh, what the what the Father said over Jesus, and he kind of says the same thing over us. If you are in Christ, this is kind of applicable to you as well. So it's conversations with the Father, saying as soon as Jesus was baptized, John the Baptist baptized him, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was open, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove. And that looks like a typo. And lighting on him. Um, and a voice from heaven said this is my son whom I love with with him I am well pleased and later on um, where John, Peter and I think James was with Jesus on the mountain and there was a scene and, and while he was still speaking there was Peter a bright cloud covered them and a voice from the cloud said this is my son whom I love with him I am well pleased listen to him and I want you just to close your eyes here for a moment because there are certain words that I believe that need to sink in here. Here, just picture this. Hear the Father saying this over you, saying, You are my beloved son or daughter, and I am well pleased in you. You are mine. I am proud of you. You can open up your eyes. I want you to take that home, and I want you to spend a little bit of time on that. Because this, that scene there in the beginning, there that was, that was before Jesus' ministry basically started. This is a moment, it's before Jesus has done anything, that's what the Father says over it. Same with us. The moment we come and we are in Christ, the Father says those words over us. So you are my son, you are my daughter. I am well pleased in you. I'm proud of you. You are mine, and He's proud of us not based on anything that we've done. So often we grow up in our, f- in our homes and and we receive conditional love or conditional acceptance from our parents sometimes. And, and maybe you've had great parents, but even great parents, godly parents, are also fallible, and they would have they would have come short into what the Father, the, our heavenly Father, actually feels over us. Um, and His and His love and Him being well-pleased over us, being proud of us, is not based on what we've done. Okay? We've all messed up. If it was based on what we've done, we would not measure up. It's based on the fact that we've accepted the free gift of salvation who's in Christ Jesus. Okay? So allow those words to just sink in with you as you just spend some time on that scripture and, and on those words in the, in the days and in the weeks to come Um, because it it really changes everything, because often we think we should do a whole lot of good stuff to gain acceptance with God. But here he says, like, you come as you are to me, I accept you, who you are, and I'm proud of you because you are mine. Um, So let that sink in, and whatever you do from that place, do it out of a place of being already accepted by God. Then it's not a thing of performance. Then it's, a do it, then, then it's a matter of doing it because I know that I am a son or a daughter of God. And when, just just uh, heads up, scripture often talks about son or sonship, etc. Th- those are intended to be both. Th- that is applicable to both male and female. Okay, so it's not like the Bible is like discriminating against women. Amen. A woman. Okay, um, John 3, verse 16, okay. It says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believes in Him would not perish but had everlasting life. Um, next one, Galatians 4, verse, from verse 4 to 6 says, But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth His Son, born of a woman. Hello. <laughs> born, um, born under the law to redeem those who were under the law that we might receive the adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the Spirit of His Son into your hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. Just need to keep an eye on the time there. And so that's the last just scripture that I just want to say There is The thing is that, um, yeah, like, you can kind of argue and say, yeah, but those previous verses about, God the Father saying that over Jesus, that was applicable to Jesus, it was not applicable to me. The very, the very point of the Father sending His own Son, who He loves and who in whom He is well pleased, the very point of Him sending His Son is because He loves us that much, because He loves the world that much. And is He willing to sacrifice His only Son for us who are sinful? Then how much more does He also love us? And how much more is that applicable to us as well? And that, that scripture then in Galatians typically talks about that in saying, that the, and because you are sons, meaning that because we are have accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord, as our Savior, we become children of God. God sent forth His Spirit into our hearts by wh- which we cry out, Abba, Father. I don't have time to go into the theology about what that all of that means. The thing is that maybe you've had a... Bad experience, to your father. Maybe your father deserted you. Maybe even your father abused you. Maybe even you a great father. But we need to allow God to come and reveal His Father's heart to us, um, because often we, because we've had certain bad experience, sometimes with our earthly fathers, we we kind of associate because with with our heavenly Father often with how we relate with how we've related with our, our earthly father but allow God to come and redefine also who He is in your life, um, and take it back to the Word of God, and allow Him to to also shape that, out of that place, that allow Him to shape your picture of who He says that you are, um, and uh, yeah. then you guys can, uh, like I said, I'm going to give you the handout, so those are just just understanding a little bit what does god's word say over you if you are in christ what is how what are the implications of these scriptures how does that actually shape who you are um and next week we're going to talk about okay now like what do you what do, what do sons or daughters of god do two weeks time okay, so next time we're going to we're going to talk about what to do um but if you have a conversation about what to do without understanding who you are, it's going to be the lopsided. It's going to be the, the, the wrong way around. Okay, so spend time on, the, on these scriptures. Um, read it. Take it into your quiet time. Uh, often, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a general conversation. Sometimes people come to me and ask, what am I supposed to do in quiet time? Okay, here's kind of a heads up. Use these scriptures. Take it, like, go and read it. Pray and say, Holy Spirit, come and show me Jesus. Come and show me who, you, who I am. And come show me the Father. Um, and allow the Holy Spirit to show you who God is. And don't listen just to the pastor's and the preacher's advice to it. Allow the Holy Spirit to come and actually bring that revelation knowledge to you while you actually spend your own alone time with God. And one of the things that I've learned that is a massive distraction to actually connecting heart to heart with God is these things. Okay. So if you only read Bible on your phone, um, put it on flight mode then when you read, okay? Because the moment there's a message that pops up, then you are five other conversations. Uh, in, and by the way, if you're married, you're married, right? Okay, uh, good advice as well. Put it, <laughs> put it on flight mode when you're with your wife. Um, if you're dating, this also, this is marriage prep advice for the rest of you, okay? Okay. Uh, Anyway, um, sorry, this just kind of a sidebar there, okay. Uh, I want to pray for us. This is, this is so deeply, This deeply, in a, like in the, in the core of our, of our beings, this affects each and every one of us. Um, and if you want me to pray specifically for you, um, there's obviously there's, we don't necessarily have the time here today but we'd love to walk a road with you in terms of allowing God to start to heal certain areas of brokenness of your own identity. Um, and, and God really does come and heal and restore those areas. Um, and and it's sometimes it's difficult to relate to God as a loving father if the father that you had in this earth um, portrayed, uh, didn't really portray anything of a good father to you. Uh, but he is a loving father, and he, he, he is faithful. And if you'd allow him, he would start to heal those areas. Um, and we'd love to walk a road with you in that. So if you need any prayer specifically into areas of where you feel like I can't, I, I need to just have somebody pray, pray with you. Welcome to come to me, or you're welcome to come to Shauna as well. Uh, if you're a lady, come to Shauna. If you're a guy, come to me. And we're we, we're just gonna we're just gonna pray for you. But I'm, like I say, this is applicable to all of us. But the first question of lo- the conversation of last week of who do you say Jesus is? Are you in Christ? Have you given your life to God? Or haven't you, have you still have got a living relationship with God or not? Uh, if the answer is no, then, then fix that part first. Um, and we'd love to help you to fix that. Um, I can't save you, but I can just pray with you. I can lead you in a prayer and I can uh, lead you to Christ to start walking in a relationship with Him. And then secondly, um, if you need specific prayer in this area of sonship, of identity about who God says you are, then you're welcome to come. And I'm going to pray for us, just as a just a blanket prayer over all of us because this does relate to all of us. And we're going to grow in revelation of this as well. Okay, um, Father, thank you. For this time lord and lord god i want to ask god that that you would come and reveal yourself more to us so that we would understand who you are that we would know you not only understand you but also know you not just know about you but know you personally god for, for for people that are here that maybe are not connected in a living relationship with you where the the born again experience has not yet happened or maybe turned away from you over the years I want to pray God the Holy Spirit that you would just tug on their hearts and pray that you'd give them the boldness God to to respond to your call in Jesus name Lord where all of us God um, are made in your image and you want us to, to, to conform more and more into your likeness through your spirit I pray God that you would come and that you would Come and s- let those words just really sink in, God maybe even just at night in a dr- in a dream or just in their own quiet time that those words would really just hit home that you are my son, you are my daughter, and I am proud of you. I'm well pleased in you. I love being with you. Lord Jesus, you you came specifically that we can be reconciled with the Father so that we can be together. And may we set aside time, God, to, to really just be with you, to be present in our minds, in our hearts, and with our whole beings, to be, to be present with you. Thank you for that awakening in our hearts to your voice. Thank you that you are a loving Father, and may your words of affirmation just, just wave after wave, God, just kind of wash over us. In Jesus' name, Lord, and where there are areas of brokenness in people's lives here, God, of of things that have happened and that have caused us to to mistrust people, to mistrust you. and I'm going to pray, God, that you would bring and just bring healing through your spirit, God. In Jesus' name, help us in our weaknesses. Help us to to make known to you those areas of brokenness in our hearts so that you can come in and heal. I thank you that you are gentle and that you are loving. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this message from Shofar Johannesburg. May the grace you receive produce God's greatest glory and your greatest good. For more information and sermons, please visit our website at www.shofar.joburg.